It's time for the fastest hour of radio, Southern Race Week, with your host, William Barber. And hello, welcome to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie welcoming you to another brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio, along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And as you can hear right now, I am not William Barber. I am not WB. I am not our fearless leader. No, he is off this week because he's got this. Check it out. He's got laryngitis. All right. So his doctors told him that he cannot talk for the next few days. Can you believe that? Like WB, not be able to talk for two days straight at least. I mean, that's quite the feat and phenomenon. You're never going to hear WB not talking for more than uh, 10 to 15 minutes if you have a, a conversation uh, with the gentleman. But uh, he is off this week resting that voice now you will hear him later on in the program because he did record an interview with our very own ted austed and you will hear the interview a little bit and you'll hear in his voice how how awful it sounded so i was like look man just take the rest of the week off man i'll handle everything so don't worry about it just rest your vocal cords uh get better so you're back here on the program at least hopefully by next week's edition so in the meantime in between time i am here i am bringing it to you so uh, sit back and relax. We've got another great episode of Southern Race Week Radio coming up for you here on the Southern Race Week Radio Network along with the podcast. And, yes, you will, uh, we do deliver a podcast version of this program for you every Monday. It's up on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And if you go to one of those respective sites, you search for Southern Race Week, you can go there and subscribe to the podcast. So that way when the, up, when the newest podcast is up and available for you to listen to, You'll get a notification that lets you know that the show is up and ready to listen to. So you can go back and listen to any of our previous episodes of Southern Race Week Radio here. Uh, once again, on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And it's up every Monday. So uh, check it out. And don't forget about our social media platforms. We've got Facebook. We've got Twitter. So head on over to our Facebook page and like it. It's facebook.com slash Southern Race Week. Or you can uh, follow us on Twitter at SRW Radio, and you can follow our fearless leader at WB Radio Network and yours truly on Twitter at Alfie underscore 19. So uh, there you go. And also the email address. I want to, I guess, throw everything out there for you. Our email address, if you want to reach out to us, if you're a driver up and coming and want to get some exposure here on Southern Race Week Radio, love to get those emails, srwradio at yahoo.com. That is srwradio at yahoo.com so we really appreciate you taking the time to tune in and listen to this week's edition of a southern race week radio and we have a another jam-packed episode of the program coming up for you here as in just minutes we're going to be speaking with the general manager of texas motor speedway rob ramage he'll be joining us here in just moments to a preview what's going to be coming up here a big event in a few months at texas motor speedway it is the nascar all-star race weekend with a triple header with trucks, Xfinity, and the All-Star Open and the All-Star Race at Texas Motor Speedway. Believe me, I checked that out here on the schedule because I know it is going to be coming up here in May. But uh, let me get that weekend so that way if you want to get a hold of tickets, you can do that. Friday, May 20th, Saturday, May 21st, and Sunday, May 22nd is when the All-Star Race weekend will be at Texas Motor Speedway. Rob Ramage the general manager coming up in just moments. Also, we'll be speaking with Ted Austed from the Atlanta Motor Speedway. He'll have the latest in short track news, and you'll hear how uh, how bad William Barber is sounding and how he does need to take 
a little bit of a rest from his vocal cords. So you'll hear that. And then we'll wrap things up with uh, Brad Gilly of the Performance Racing Network as we uh, recap all the action from Coda this past weekend and RFK Racing and a little bit of trouble. And we'll kind of detail that and other great NASCAR information and news from the one and only Brad Gilly. All that coming up for you this week here on Southern Race Week Radio, along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. I'm Adam Alexander, part of the NASCAR coverage on Fox Sports 1, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio network. It's Alfie. Continuing on with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio, along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. But we've got another special guest joining us here on the Food Depot Zoom line, coming in from his lavish offices overlooking Texas Motor Speedway. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in the general manager of Texas Motor Speedway. He is Mr. Rob Ramage. Woo! What an introduction. I love it, and uh, it's my honor to be here with you. I love all your listeners, and I, I hope everybody there and your neck of the woods will come see us for the many events we have coming up, including our all-star race on May 22nd. Yes, Mr. Ramajo, thank you so much for taking the time yet again to join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio. Yeah, you've been a busy man over the last few weeks. You had uh, the IndyCar Series at your track. You had American Flat Track. You were at COTA uh, last weekend for all the action there. So we really appreciate your time. You're a great friend of the show. And as you mentioned just moments ago, the All-Star Race coming to Texas Motor Speed, where you'll have a, a triple header weekend with the trucks on May 20th. That'll be a Friday, the speedycash.com to 20. On Saturday, May 21st, the Xfinity Series and the Texas 250. And then Sunday, we wrap it up with the NASCAR Open and then the NASCAR All-Star Race on Sunday, May 22nd. Now, this will be the second year you're hosting the All-Star event. You've already made announcements of performers, events, things that are going to be going on during that weekend. So for our listeners who might not know what's going on, what so far have you got planned for NASCAR Nation when they head to Texas Motor Speedway for the NASCAR All-Star Race Weekend, May 20th through the 22nd? All Crown Jewels, which the All-Star Race is, need a, a fancy case and fancy and cool special things around them. We're really thinking outside the box and doing things very differently. And what the fans will see when you come here is I wanted a run a show from like eight in the morning till whenever at late night or maybe early the next morning of all kinds of fun activities, different things for different people. You may like to eat a, a different breakfast than, than I like to eat. We're all different, but I wanted everyone to have a run and run a show so they could kind of pick and choose. Doesn't really have anything to do with racing, but just a great time. So like on our fan zone, I've got 20 different acts of fun and entertainment that will be going on. Everything from this guy who climbs up a, a high dive that you and I wouldn't go up 10 feet, sets himself on fire and jumps down in a pool that I don't know if you and I could get in and, and relax at the same time. All those kind of activities, dog shows, I've got a litany of a long list of all the drivers that'll be out in that area, team owners. And I really wanted to honor our NASCAR royalty. So I've invited a lot of um, guys that are so important to our sport and they're meaningful to the fans. Uh, they'll be out there. And this is for all the truckers out there. I paid for my school by driving an 18 wheeler. And truckers in America are the forgotten heroes 
and when we all had the pandemic and we're worried about getting toilet paper and bottled water and everything else, those brave heroes, men and women, got us what we needed and took care of us. And so I'm always remembering that and I'm always thinking of them. I've been to NASCAR races, seems like forever, and so have you. This past weekend at CODA, I went around to all the teams and I asked them, can I get a hauler to be on my fan zone and where we can give hauler tours to the fans and truck drivers want to hear from their hero. And of course, they have drivers that they like, but to also hear from some of the truck drivers, the hauler drivers. What's it like to drive this rig? Uh, what are the challenges? What all do you have in it? Uh, to kind of give a Q&A. So my point is you're going to see a lot of engagements, meaningful things that you don't see elsewhere, and those will be on the fan zone. In the campgrounds, you're going to see that eight in the morning come and I'll flip you pancakes and Sundays we'll have a cup of black coffee together and, and we'll celebrate race day that we all love and just do different fun activities. I've got a litany of concerts Saturday as well as Friday and Sunday. And then of course, Sunday, I spent the last few months of my life for all of y'all, because I love you so much, uh, getting Blake Shelton here. So Blake Shelton, we all know who he is. You can't turn on your TV without seeing him. He's going to come and perform. And it's not just a two or three song deal, but it's a 60 minute concert. So you figure the value of what my tickets cost. And you can go to my website, texasmotorspeedway.com. You'll not only get to do all those fun things, you'll get to see a real deal Blake Shelton concert. And if you want to get down on the track, get close to him, get close to the stage, if you will, for 99 bucks, you can buy a track pass. And that track pass just isn't a concert pass, but it's an all weekend pass where you can go down, get close to the car, see the garages, see all that stuff. And as a, a fan, which I am, if I won the lottery tonight, I'd be NASCAR's number one fan and I might just buy a fancy RV and travel around the country watching races. Um, I know how important it is to go in those garages and see all those things. Um, that's what you get to do for 99 bucks. And then I've got a special project. Um, one of my number one goals is I want my grandstands to look like my city. And you're going to see an announcement here in about a, a week or maybe two where my grandstands are going to look like my city. And so I'm real excited about that. Our sport and what we do is so much fun. You want to share it with everybody. And so in turn, I want everybody to know that they're welcome to come to our races. And uh, I think that's cool. So I wish more than anything it was here today. I cannot wait. Uh, we have so much hard work to do to dot I's and cross T's between now and then, but it's it's just so much fun. I love it. Well, make sure you get your tickets and campsite locations there. The All-Star Race Weekend, May 20th through the 22nd at uh, Texas Motor Speedway. For scheduling and to purchase your tickets, go to TexasMotorSpeedway.com or you can call 817 817- 
215-8500. That's 817-215-8500. And hopefully we get a lot of Atlantans and a, a lot of people along the southeast to travel a little bit, a little, a little further west to Texas Motor Speedway and enjoy a great weekend as we're joined here by General Manager of Texas Motor Speedway, Rob Ramage. Now, Mr. Ramage, I've told you that I'm going to be visiting your, your track for the first time this year for All-Star Race Weekend. Very excited for it. So for someone like myself or maybe some of our other listeners who have never been to Texas Motor Speedway to afford to watch a race, what can you tell us about the excitement and the entertainment of watching NASCAR racing at Texas Motor Speedway? The racing is is unique and it's different and it's certainly different than y'all's new track, that's for sure. We always have close finishes here. There's always a lot of history that's made here and a lot of unique memorable moments. I've got some more tricks up my sleeve and we're working on the format and got some exciting things that all hold close to the vest. And they're kind of cool, historic things that you're going to want to be here to see. I know last year's uh, format for the All-Star Race was really awesome. People who watch short track racing was really excited with the inverting and all that kind of stuff. So really excited to see what you guys have up your sleeves for the format for the All-Star Race this year. And not only will you have the All-Star Race on May 20th through the 22nd, but also you're going to have another weekend in September, around around late September, September 24th, the Andes Frozen Custard 300. Xfinity race you're going to be having, and then also the the Cup Series, the Auto Trader Echo Part 500, uh, the September 24th and 25th, and also that'll be part of the NASCAR Playoff Series in the NASCAR Cup Series. You'll be the uh, first race in the in the round of 16. So I'm sure you're excited for not only the All Star race but also being part of the NASCAR Playoffs yes, yet again this year. I've got the two best weather months in the state of Texas, in my opinion, May and September. And uh, that's when, for us in May, things will start to get a little warm, but it's it's still very pleasant outside. And then in September, when that race happens, things start to get cool. So if you come visit me in September, you're going to want to bring a, a light jacket, and it'll be a, a day in 70, 75 degrees with a little bit of wind. It'll just be a chamber of commerce. So, yeah, we're super thrilled, super excited. Well, I'm excited and all our fans are excited to get those tickets and head out of the Texas Motor Speedway to enjoy two race weekends in 2022. Of course, the NASCAR All-Star Race Weekend, May 20th through the 22nd with the triple header trucks, Xfinity, and the Cup Series. And then again, September 24th and 25th for the Auto Trader Echo Part Automotive 500 Race Weekend, which will be inside the NASCAR Cup Series playoffs. And for information... And to purchase your tickets, go to TexasMotorSpeedway.com, 817-215-8500 to get your tickets and enjoy NASCAR Nation at a Texas Motor Speedway. Mr. Ramage, as always, it's an honor and a privilege to speak to you. Enjoy the rest of the season, my friend, and I'm sure we'll catch back up with you a little bit closer as we get to that All-Star Race Weekend date, sir. Yes, and thank you for having me. Uh, please have me back. I, I love to come on anytime. And certainly before you head here, you and I are going to talk and I'm going to tell you all my favorite places to go and eat. I like to eat. So I'm looking forward to uh, what you got on the menu for us, sir. And as always, we appreciate your time and we'll, we'll talk to you again down the road again, my friend. Okay. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Hey, this is NASCAR driver Trevor Bain and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, race fans, welcome back to this edition of Southern Race Week, your favorite radio station and podcast location. I'm William Barber, a.k.a. The Horseman. That's right, this week here on 
Southern Race Week, and I want y'all to join me. I cannot give him the normal, traditional welcome like I always do, but y'all just have to help me out. Ladies and gentlemen, the man, the myth, the legend, the only man who can wear a pair of checkered flag pants in style is Ted Austin. Ted, welcome to the show, sir. <laughs> well, it's good to be here, and, and I mean... I feel for you, my friend. Is here uh, in uh, February when I was down in Daytona speaking at the RPM workshops. I had laryngitis, and to try and actually speak and have your throat acting like it is is uh, I feel for you. I I understand that it's a it's a difficult task. You have to do it, uh, but I feel for you, my friend. Is the pollen has kicked your behind? I hear it has. It has. I mean, I tell you. We were at Atlanta Motor Speedway uh, hanging out with a few thousand of our favorite friends. And uh, and <laughs> literally, one of them asked me, said, you going to go over and do the driver introductions? And I was like, I can't do my own introduction. <laughs> so I, <coughs> you know, I can't talk much less yep. do anything else. But let's talk about the short track racing news we can use presented by Food Depot Grocery yep. Stores. Got some big action going on. And in uh, some changes in some racetrack ownership. Yeah. Tell me about it. There are, there are some changes in racetrack ownership. We'll kind of go through some of the stuff that happened last weekend. Um, with the bigger series is the XR Super Series, which has really made a name for itself quickly in the dirt racing super late model uh, circles. Is They ran up at Bristol the, the first weekends uh, of racing on the dirt as we prepare to get the cup cars up there on the dirt here in the upcoming weeks. Uh, Chris Madden picked up the Friday night victory, pocketed $50,000 for his effort uh, last Friday night and then on Saturday night Chris Ferguson he topped the field and pocketed $50,000 as well like I said it's just the first of many weeks of dirt racing at the big half mile up in the Tennessee mountains uh, the world of outlaws they're up at Cherokee in Gaffney South Carolina last weekend Max Blair won on Saturday night he pocketed $20,000 starting to see a trend here with big purses in, in the super late model world Friday night Michael Brown was the winner and he pocketed $10,000 for that it's no different on the Aspen fault side of things as the Southern Super Series was down at Cordial Speedway and Chris Motorsports Park for the uh, Georgia Spring Nationals. And Bubba Pollard, well, he made a statement. He's back as he picked up a dominating victory down there and uh, won on the 26th of March in the 26th car. And it's always good to see Bubba uh, winning those races down there. On the weekly side of things, uh, in the state of Georgia here, Hartwell Speedway, Drew Collins picked up a late model limited late model victory at the North Georgia Speedway. They need more Speedway down in South Central uh, Georgia in the Southern Clash late model series victory. Scott Johnson was the winner of uh, the big Southern Clash late model race while in the 602s Scott Waters was the victor. Snowy Raceway, uh, again uh, Bubba Pollard and his dad uh, doing wonders down there with that uh, 3 8 mile uh, speed plant. Jason Turner picked up his first career victory in the limited late models while Dylan Knowles won in the crate late models and Taylor Cole in the 602 late model 
Mile Sportsman. Over in Alabama, uh, Levon Sparks picked up the Great Lake Mile victory at East Alabama Motor Speedway, while Dalton Hood won the 602s. And down in Florida, Volusia Speedway Park saw Joe Kemp win the Great Lake Miles and Joe Beckley win the 602 Late Model Sportsman. While at Southern Raceway, Mike Lane was a 602 Late Model Sportsman winner. And at All Tech Raceway in the 602 Limited Late Models, it was Trent Lloyd, the victor there. And uh, like we said here at the beginning of this, I'm trying to give you an opportunity to rest your voice there, William, is uh, new ownership. At Lanier Speedway, the fine folks at Caffeine and Octane, as Bruce Pifke and his uh, fellow mates there at Caffeine and Octane have purchased uh, Lanier Speedway. Um, they're planning to do uh, Friday night drifting. Uh, they're also planning to do some Legends cars and Bandolero racing. They started to talk to a few people about possibly running some late models and stock cars there with ARCA, uh, possibly the Southern Super Series. Um, but they are open to any and all to come their way. Um, they're kind of new at the, the racetrack side of things. They're very good at car uh, shows. They're very good at building a brand like with Caffeine and Octane, what they've done with that. They've got a streaming service uh, uh, that uh, is very popular that they plan to do some things with the near speedway. But I think uh, Bruce and, and uh, the folks that are affiliated with Caffeine and Octane might be able to uh, resurrect some short track racing uh, and some asphalt racing at Lanier Speedway this year. They've renamed it Caffeine and Octane's Lanier Speedway, uh, but they want to do any and all types of events at the uh, at the speed plant up there in Brazelton, Georgia. Down in Cochrane, uh, after an accident that uh, postponed their practice in late February, seven people were injured. Is Cochrane Motor Speedway will open up this weekend for their 2022 season. They'll have a practice on Friday night, and then Saturday night's the season kickoff with the Crate Late Models, the 602 Late Models sportsmen, the street stocks, the bombers, and they're also going to run a Crown Vic series for both adults as well as juniors. So some exciting things happening down at Chris Martin's Cochrane Motor Speedway in Central Georgia. And a lot of folks have been asking about drag racing at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Still kind of up in the air with what we're going to do with Friday Night Drags, if there's going to be a return here this season. But we can tell you that Caffeine and Octane is doing a at the drags or at the track event on May the 8th where that will feature some drag racing the hot rod power tour motor uh, motor trends big uh, traveling tour of classic cars muscle cars etc that takes place every june we'll have their final event here the final kick uh, uh the final event of their of their annual tour on friday night, june 17th that will feature drag racing and then street whips the the big uh, car show with drag racing is set for sunday july 17th so some some opportunities to do a little drag racing a little street drag racing on pit road here at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Well, we're going to have to uh, get back to Ted Austin and have a just a, a a podcast with nothing but Ted and and uh, all about <laughs> Ted's knowledge of short track racing and uh, also too the uh, the wonderful things going on at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Hey everyone, it's Jeb Burton and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far flung Southern Race Week Radio Network itself. We continue on with this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast as we have another special guest joining us here on the Food Depot Hotline coming to us from Charlotte, North Carolina. He's one of the many voices you hear during the Performance Racing Network's coverage of NASCAR. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Mr. Brad Gilly! 
Mr. Gilly, <laughs> uh, thank you so much for taking time to join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio, sir. Hopefully you're having yourself a fine day, my friend. Yeah, without a doubt, man. Thanks for having me on. Uh, no problem, Mr. Gilly. Always a pleasure to have you on, sir. And uh, just this past weekend, you guys are at CODA, the Performance Racing Network, breathing coverage from the Circuit of the Americas. A little bit of a different race than it was last year. The big story there was the rain and just the difficult conditions in driving. This year, beautiful weather, a beautiful race, a lot of action. So for you, real quickly, give us your thoughts of the new car out there on uh, on the Coda track this season. Yeah, you know, I mean, the biggest uh, talk and question, well, maybe not the biggest, but one of the big things that was talked about heading into the season was just how well this car might race on a road course, just simply because of its design and a lot of the things that went into the elements of, uh, of the way they actually built this and constructed it. And I'll tell you what, um, I think it absolutely delivered. You know, we did have a wonderful, uh, albeit windy, 85-degree day out there on Sunday at Circuit of the Americas, and I think the car... Uh, prove that this is uh, a great style of racing for it as well. You know, the field stayed really close together, even though Ross Chastain had led 31 of the race's 69 laps. It was still a very tight field. It's not like anybody actually ever ran away with the lead or anything like that. And it was pretty exciting. It was a lot of fun to see them be able to get physical. It was fun to be able to see people drive up through the field. And you know what? The attrition side of it was there as well. There were a couple of parts failures that put, uh, took people out of the race. There were a couple of accidents, you know. And those are things that should happen in a race when you're pushing things to the limit. Occasionally, they get pushed over the limit. And uh, congratulations to Ross Chastain. As you mentioned, he led a majority of the race, came home with a checkered flag First career win for him, first for Trackhouse Racing as well. This is their second year of existence, and they performed really well. So your thoughts on the possibility of some of these smaller teams that aren't these, you know, the RFK Racing, the, you know, the big, big guys. How do you feel about the competition between those smaller teams who now might look at themselves saying, you know, Ross Chastain, Trackhouse can do it. Why can't we get out there and win a couple of races? You know, ultimately, everybody literally has the same parts and pieces. You know, there are some manufacturer-specific things, obviously, like the engines and the body styles of the race car, but they're all still getting their body panels from the same people. They're getting their suspension components, the driveline, a lot of different things. Everyone is getting the exact same parts and pieces. And even Kyle Busch, you know, a, a man who's won nearly 60 races in the Cup Series and two championships, you know, he said himself, hey, we should be able to go out there and do what we normally do and beat these people because we have all of the same parts and pieces. You know, in addition to seeing some teams like Trackhouse Racing have a lot of success early on, and we are still early on. It's only six races into this season and six races with this next generation of race car. Um, the younger drivers are another thing that people are talking about. Twelve consecutive races dating back to Bubba Wallace's Talladega win last year have been from drivers under 30. But to me, the bigger stat on that is that I actually looked earlier today, and in the first six races this year, an average of four of the top five finishers have all been under 30 as well. So it's not like they're the ones winning, and we're seeing a lot of other people there running up front. It is literally the younger drivers, four out of the top five in every race this year, are actually under 30. But I don't know how long this is going to last. Joe Gibbs Racing is not going to be running 5th to 10th every week for a long time. You know, they're going to come back pretty strong. People like Kevin Harvick and Martin Truex Jr. and Denny Hamlin and Kyle Busch, they still know how to win races, and they're going to have their day. There's no question. Speaking with Brad Gilley here, the Performance Racing Network, you also can listen to him on Sirius XM NASCAR uh, Channel 90, and that is a very interesting stat you brought up there, Mr. Gilley, and that's always been a topic of conversation for a lot of NASCAR fans that I know is that the – 
you know, a lot of these older drivers, you know, the the Jeff Gordons, the Tony Stewart's, they've all retired, the Dale Earnhardt Jingers, and there was a lot of talk about whether these young guns will be able to to come up and perform and and get a good fan base. We know Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson's kind of those young guns that have made some noise, but of the newer generation of drivers that are coming up, the rookies, the the young guns, do you think there'll be a a, a point where these guys will become as as big as the generation before them as far as drivers go? Oh, sure. You know, I mean, uh, you know, before Jeff Gordon, there was Dale Earnhardt. Before that, there was Daryl Waltrip. And before that, you know, people like Richard Petty and Bobby Allison. And, you know, I mean, it just it goes in cycles. And, uh, you know, Jimmy Johnson, you know, just it, it, it was not really but five, six years ago that he was winning his seventh career championship. And he and Tony Stewart and Dale Earnhardt Jr. were the people that we were talking about week in and week out. And as time goes on and as these drivers continue to get experience and develop and everything else that they do, uh, they're going to be the ones who are winning races. And people like Martin Truex Jr. and Denny Hamlin and Kyle Busch and Kevin Harvick are going to be the ones who are, uh, you know, retiring drivers and, and the new generation of Ryan Blaney's and so on are going to be the ones that we're talking about. So without question, and that's the fun thing about it, I don't know that we're at a true tipping turning point where the younger drivers are taking over from the older drivers. I think that still remains to be seen. Uh, but the fact is the younger drivers have way more races ahead of them than the veteran drivers do. RFK Racing recently had a huge, huge penalty of points taken away from them. Their appeal hearing will be taking place here in a, a few days or so. Uh, what is your take on that? Well, the interesting thing is these parts come from single-source suppliers is what they say. And it's not one supplier for all the parts. There's one company making body panels, one company making, uh, you know, even the center lock lug nuts for the race cars, um, you know, and they're all different companies. But um, there's a little more depth to this, and it hasn't really come out completely completely what happened, but just talking to people I know in the garage, um, you kind of get a good sense of what's been going on. And really what's been going on is because there have been supply shortages. Uh, NASCAR has allowed some teams to basically refurbish some of their own parts and get them ready for the next race or whatever they have to do in the race shop. And that's something that the original intention was not for that to happen, uh, but because of where we are. And certain body panels have been able to been uh, that, that race teams have been repairing on their own. But when they do those repairs, they also need to submit them to NASCAR and make sure that that repair is approved. From what I'm hearing, that maybe the rear bumper or something in the back end of the car on Kislowski's car was not actually uh, did not actually go through the proper submission process. And when you see something like that, then you go, wait a second. Now, were they doing something nefarious or was this just an oversight? That's all going to come out in the appeal. But NASCAR was pretty pretty clear at the beginning of this deal that if you mess with in any way any of these parts that are supposed to be the same for anybody a heavy hand is going to come down and 100 points a hundred thousand dollar fine 10 playoff points a four crew chief suspension you know that's a pretty hefty penalty and we'll see what happens after the appeal well mr gill we always appreciate your time thank you so much for joining us this week here on southern race week radio sir i'm sure we'll talk to you again down the road to keep up with everything going on in the world of nascar and of course you can listen to them on the Performance Racing Network during NASCAR coverage and also on Sirius XM Channel 90 as well. Mr. Gilly, thank you so much for taking the time, sir. And we'll talk to you again down the road, my friend. Yeah, sounds great, man. It's always great talking to you. Hey, this is Blair Bauman, professional motorcycle racer for Indian Motorcycle, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Southie, and I've been texting our fearless leader here, WB, throughout the show today during breaks and while I had an opportunity, I texted him just to catch up and see how he's doing. He said he's doing better, and he said it's it's rough right now not being able to talk because he's got to rest his uh, vocal cords because he's got a little bit of, of laryngitis right now. So hopefully he'll be recovered and uh, ready to talk again next week 
here on uh, Southern Race Week Radio. So, William, if you're listening, feel better, buddy. We're looking forward to having you back in the captain's chair here uh, next week. But uh, once again, we had a, a great episode of Southern Race Week Radio. Thanks to my guest, the general manager of Texas Motor Speedway, Rob Ramage. Also, Ted Austin from the Atlanta Motor Speedway with the latest in short track news. And then also uh, Brad Gilly of the Performance Racing Network delivering the latest in NASCAR news and information that you can use. So uh, we really appreciate that. But if you do want to go back and listen to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio or any of our previous episodes of Southern Race Week Radio, check out the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. It's available for you every Monday at iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Just go to those respective podcast locations. Go to the search, type in Southern Race Week, find us, like us, subscribe to us, leave a comment and a rating as well. And uh, we really appreciate all the loyal radio listeners as well as the loyal podcast listeners here of Southern Race Week Radio. So uh, please enjoy the rest of your weekend. Uh, We do have another jam-packed show coming up for you next week. Right now in the process of booking some people. Uh, I know for hopefully 100% factual that we'll have Raja Karuth uh, joining us on the program next week. Uh, He's going to be debuting in the Xfinity Series this weekend at Richmond. So we'll have him on the program next week so he can recap and let us know about his debut race in the NASCAR Xfinity Series at Richmond. So it should be great. Uh, As I said, enjoy the rest of your weekend. We'll catch back up with you next week here on Southern Race Week Radio along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network.